What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Monday night, March 7th, 2022, and you're listening or watching on the ISC Sports Network to another brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. First time in over a month, both Tan and Josh <laughs> are in the show. That's okay. insane, isn't it? Yeah, it, it feels like a while, you know? It does, it does. Last week, I'm like, let's see if I know how to do this again uh i've never done that before in the history of the podcast but and i forgot to thank the filling co-host last week so thank you to aaron our good buddies aaron lynch evan webb and cameron screeting for filling in for me while i was gone they did a did a great job fantastic job i'll see you guys uh and, and thank you for uh holding down the fort while i was gone and doing some of the host duties you never had to do before so yes sir i hope i have filled in admirably hey that was that was all I wanted to do. You made it easy for me. So uh, glad to have you back. Glad that you're uh, feeling better and uh, mm-hmm. ready to talk some sports. A lot of college hoops tonight. Yes, sir. Spoiler I think alert. <laughs> we say this like every year, but I think this is my favorite week for sports of it's the a, entire it's a, year. It's a good I mean, one. You have the little conference <clears throat> tournament championship games where you have to win to get in. Those are always fun to watch. Then any tournament basketball. I found myself, so I was out all last week. <laughs> so I found myself, I've, I never watch women's basketball. I watch a decent amount of the women's Big Ten tourney. No way. Just because I love tournament basketball. Um, and so that's where my mindset is this week, especially after uh, the Illini's big win last night to uh, – clinch a share of the Big Ten title for the first time in 17 years. That was their um, first one since 2005. 2005, yep. Wow. That's hard um, to believe. They finished runner-up a couple times, including last year, which arguably last year they could have easily won it if it weren't for the COVID rules, but I've already complained about that enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, We have that record a couple times. Yes, yes. Um, my distaste for Kevin Warren, both of our distaste for Kevin Warren yeah. uh, has been uh, on the record quite a bit. Yeah, what the guy hadn't be hadn't even been on the job. Oh no, he's been on the job. What? Oh, less over, less than two years, right? Less than two years. Yeah, and he and he's rubbed about every Big Ten yeah. fan the wrong way. Yep. And I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt last year. First year he's having to deal with COVID and all that, but uh, he has no excuse now, and people still hate him. So. Yep. Yep. Um, I have some birdie bogey for you here. All righty. It is an NBA question. Um, this is the best oh, question I can find. There, it's it's a pretty easy one. You have to get all three in order to get anything. If you don't get all three, you get a uh, bogey. All right. Um, 
There are three active players with 25,000 career points in the NBA. Who are they? Okay. Three active players with 25,000 or more points. Career points. Yep. I think you got a pretty good uh, pretty good shot. Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine. Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Yeah, and go check out their clothing store. On their website, they're constantly adding new things. So uh, I know they had a backpack the other day. So backpack, tons of different T-shirts, apparel, tons of different colors to choose from. Um, and like I said, just uh, last uh, month, they had the Olympic-inspired uh, beanie or sock cap. However, What do you call it? Do you call it beanie or sock cap? I think we've been over this before. But sock cap all the way. Yeah, that's me, me too. So. Um, yeah, so go go check check their website out. Uh, tons to choose from, and you know, warm weather's hopefully around the corner here soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll be giving you updates on their produce as they come in. Get your edges. Yep. What do you want to start with tonight, there, Tan? Oh, we got college basketball. We have college basketball. We have college basketball. Actually, before we start with college basketball, you were <laughs> off last week, <laughs> and the MLB has officially pretty much. Stood still on their lockout. Mm-hmm. They've had to cancel the first two series of the regular season. I want didn't some have of your, to. They didn't want, have to. And this is why I want some of your thoughts and opinions, since you didn't get to uh, express to the nation last week your your voice. So I'm PO'd. I think everyone's PO'd. And <clears throat> a lot of it, and rightfully so, is at the owners. Um, I've hated the owners since really forever, ever since – Tom Ricketts decided to buy a a soccer club um, instead of spending on his major league baseball franchise. Um, But they cry poor. Every single one of them has cried poor. This is a business that has brought in $10 billion worth of revenue um, on average the past five years. And Rob Manfred continues to say that uh, it's been a rough couple years for major league baseball what are you spending your money on if you're running through 10 billion dollars worth of revenue um owners are crying poor they would rather get a victory over the players than they would be to play this year they would they would rather cancel the season regardless of the detriment that would come to professional baseball. So as you even said, being a casual fan, you just kind of stopped caring. I know a lot of casual fans that have just completely stopped caring. Owners don't care whatsoever. They would rather um, make pennies on the dollar more than have a baseball season this year. Um, they're trying to save 200 million of a $10 billion industry. <laughs> that's, that's 2%. Yeah. 2% is all they care about. It's the greediest um, of the greedy. Absolutely. Every single, every, now there might be some owners that are like, we need to get a deal done. I'm willing to meet the players demands, but it only takes eight owners to say, nah, nope. So, um, it's looking increasingly likely that more games are going to be canceled. Um, I know the players have said that, uh, major league baseball has a set number of games they need to play in order to, uh, make money this year. Cause I think it's 25 games they have to play or they have to start refunding their TV deal. So if they miss the first 25 games, not a big deal. Um, after that, they have to start giving money back. So we'll see if they finally become motivated to um, get a deal done. Um, I'm completely on the player side. They, they deserve everything they're asking for. And they're actually making concessions too. They are 
um, compromising all of that. And then the owners are coming out saying that was the worst deal ever that they uh, proposed to us. Um, they're just throwing the players under the bus continuously and no one cares about the owners whatsoever. Um, what they're saying or anything, no one trusts them. Everyone's mad at them. Players can't stand them. Uh, Rob Manfred <clears throat> is the worst commissioner in the history of sports. I think <laughs> we can almost set that in stone right now. Um, and he looked so relieved when they didn't come to a deal. Did uh, d- did you see any of his press conference? He was smiling. No, I saw jokes. I saw some images of his of his uh, body, body um, language and his facial no. expressions, but I did not watch any of it. Yeah, he he is so happy that they could not come to a deal. <clears throat> he is for whatever reason trying to ruin the sport. He says he's doing it um, because he loves baseball and wants to help <laughs> save baseball. He has done so much damage. Uh, it's going the opposite way. I hated way. hated Bud Selig. But I would do anything I possibly could to bring him back. Uh, that's how bad the Manfred tenure has gotten. Players hate him. I mean, Marcus Stroman is very um, outspoken about him, calling him man clown on um, <laughs> on on Twitter and saying how he needs to go. Rob Manfred. Um, yeah, man, Manfred as well. Um, they the the owners just as I said they uh, they only care about uh, making a little bit more money and. Um, getting a victory over the players more than they do actually trying to save the sport, which is a very crucial time for major league baseball. And um, it's just, it's just not going well. And I'm glad the players stood up for themselves and said, no, we're not gonna, we're not going to concede here just because you threatened us with a cut in pay um, canceling games, which Manfred, as I said, did not need to cancel games at all. Didn't need to. For one, the owners didn't need to lock out the players. They, they could easily have in spring training right now. The only reason why they locked out the players is because they thought it would help jumpstart negotiations. But then Major League Baseball didn't pick up the phone for 43 days. They waited 43 days before they did anything. Um, the owners are the absolute worst. They're, they're the worst group of humans um, in the United States that uh, are public figures right now, in my opinion. Um can't stand them. I think we're in real danger of missing a majority of the season this year. What is there a set number of games you think if MLB was the miss that they can potentially never recover from going forward? Um, or do you think that has to be the whole season? I think it'd have to be the whole season. Uh, but I mean, this is three straight years now that they've had just not a normal season in a sense Uh, they could have helped themselves by getting this thing done early owners coming back and actually compromising instead of just sticking to their um, sort of, this is what we're going to offer. And if they don't accept it, we'll screw them. Well, you know, it goes both ways. And um, the players have made, as I said, they've, they've put together some compromises and a major league baseball just hasn't budged at all. And um, it's, baseball's in a state of peril right now <clears throat> yeah and, and and you know a lot of people over the last few years especially have criticized the nfl for getting soft and yeah. too safe and blah 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 well it's not affecting the ratings ratings are going no. up, up up for the nfl yeah. mlb they're going down 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 yeah and, and i mean that's very accurate i mean the world series is always still really high but reg- sure. regular regular season um people aren't going to games as much as they used to and now COVID has affected that the past two years, of course. Um, but they're still bringing in an insane amount of cash. Right. An insane right. amount of cash. I mean, $10 billion worth of revenue just last year. And um, 
as I said, the owners only care about 2% more Mm -hmm. um, that they're trying to save, which is just asinine. Um, Mm. And it's frustrating. And um, I think the players are very ready to sit out a season if um, Major League Baseball doesn't uh, buck up. Well, our uh, podcast needs it to happen. Yeah, so. it uh, it really does. We're going to be watching a lot of college baseball. Yeah, uh, hey, <laughs> reporting hey, on that. Hey, Boilers that. are twelve and zero, ranked number twenty one. Yeah. Really, I did not yep. know that. They're they're yeah. one of the I think seven or eight remaining undefeated teams. They're yeah. ranked twenty first as of today. So. Uh, I can get into college baseball if I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry I brought it up. No, but uh, we, and you know, because I've had people ask, what are you guys going to do if baseball keeps halting? I'm like, we'll figure something out. We got through the, we got through the lockdown period of COVID. uh, That was pandemic of 2020. Three months at least worth of nothing. I mean, people will get tired of lists and, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, things like that, but. Could do a trivia show. Yeah, Yeah, we can. Get some guests. I, we can do interviews. We can we can figure something out. I still have a hard time believing that they just cancel the season. I I think the owners will be like, oh crap, we're gonna lose yeah. a ridiculous amount of money if we don't actually try yeah. to work things out instead of just uh, whining about it to the media, the the John Haymans of the world, um, who are clearly clearly um, out there just for the owners. Uh, sure, those guys that make me mad. But yep, yep, yep. You know, I just wanted to get your thoughts since uh, my dad and I aren't the <clears throat> biggest baseball fans, so we didn't have a ton to talk about on the topic last week, but I uh, knew you would. So mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, let's go into On This Day before we get into some college basketball talk. I have On This Day pulled up. I have not looked at it yet. On This Day in 1957, baseball decides that 9 Innings constitutes an official game, not nine runs. So it used to be nine runs. You hit nine runs, first team to nine wins. Interesting. That is interesting. Man, man, you'd, see, that. you'd see some games done in two innings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or you'd see games go till uh, three three days later, and it's <laughs> eight to true. seven. That's true, too. <laughs> um, on this day in 1930, Georgetown High of Chicago defeats Homer one nothing in basketball. All right. That's was rough. that was that a small college or something? Georgetown High School. Oh, so. Georgetown High. You said okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um on this day in 1955 baseball commissioner Ford Frick says he favors the legalization of a spitter. A spitball. Good old spitball. Yeah. It, you, uh, you ever throw one of those in your day? No, no. Um, it was a different day back in 1955. <laughs> uh, on this day in um, a lot of men's basketball conference tournaments. Um, 1982, the NCAA tournament selection show was televised live for the first time. Wow. And that's coming up Sunday. Always love yes, watching sir. that show. Good one. Makes it a lot more fun when your team's going to get called, too. Very, very accurate. Or, yeah. uh, and you know, I was thinking the other day, I've only experienced, I think, one time in my life, maybe two, that Purdue was kind of on the bubble. Mm-hmm. And both times they got an 8-9 game. Um, I mean, I've never really had to sweat it out. feels like I either know they're in or they're not ahead of time. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of the same with me. I, I don't remember a time where I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat, like please be in there, please be mm-hmm. in there, please be in there. It's it's either they're in or they're out. Um, they they might be a bubble team, but you have a pretty good idea by Sunday that they're going to be out. Right. Um, I, I don't remember even a season where they've entered the Big Ten tournament where if you lose the first one, you still have a chance to get in. They either have to win multiple games to get in um, or win the whole thing or yeah. the win. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 1996, Magic Johnson is the second NBA player ever to reach 10,000 career assists. He was still playing 96. Yeah, I didn't know him. I thought he I wonder who retired was the like first. in 94 or something. I think it was uh, Big O, Oscar Robertson. Was the that, first would, that would be a pretty good guess. Um, I think, I wonder if, I'm sure Stockton got there and maybe Steve mm-hmm. Nash. And I'm sure Chris Paul's pretty close if he's not already. Yeah. Um, on this day in 2016, Peyton Manning announced his retirement from the Denver Broncos. He did. I remember uh, watching that press conference around lunchtime. And um, four years before that, on this day, he retired or got released from the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts. So it was four years exactly after that because a lot a lot of people forget he had one year left on his contract in Denver when he retired. Yeah. But there was a lot of talk that Denver didn't want him back. And if he wanted to play one more year, they were going to, if anybody was interested, try to get rid of him. It uh, was pretty evident that he was done to oh, that yeah. whole season. Uh, he was not very good until he no. was really pretty good in postseason. But uh, did, did what he had to do, manage the games. Yeah. I mean, he got that injury with his foot. And I mean, you know, the older you get in the NFL, especially for a quarterback, the harder it is to recover fast. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was really, it started out the season before that in, uh, the 2014 season late in the year, he got hurt in the game at San Diego and that kind of started. It seemed like yeah. his down decline. Yeah. It, it was kind of similar <clears throat> to Marino's last year. If I remember my dad would be able to correct me more, but uh, Marino got a pinched nerve in his neck. And he missed six games and he came back and I think his, his first game back was a Thanksgiving day game against Dallas. And he threw five interceptions. Um, and of course they lose 62 to seven in his final game ever in the playoffs against Jacksonville. Um, but that's pretty, pretty similar. Cause he was still playing pretty well until he got hurt. And then yep. just, he knew, he knew it was done. And that was the thing like Tom Brady, <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, that casual football fan, well, how did Brady play so long? He didn't get hurt that much. I mean, he was pretty well protected, got rid of the ball pretty quick. I mean, I, I still think if he wanted to play and Giselle and, and his family didn't want him away and being at home and being a husband and, and and father, like it looks like they want him to be and can't can't fault them for that at all, I think he could still play a couple of years. I mean, he led the NFL in passing yards this year and right. passing touchdowns. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't know about the touchdowns, but yeah. Um, yeah. And he was almost helped that he had his severe injury pretty early in his career. He was 27, yep. 28 years old. So yep. could come back from that pretty easily. What season was that? 2009? No, 2007. Um, that was the 2008 season. Eight season. Um, okay. Yeah. The did- only time the Dolphins have made the playoffs was because Tom Brady was either – suspended for four games or he was injured because they, the Patriots still went like 10 and six with Matt Castle. If I'm not mistaken, the AFC East had three teams at 11 and five. Oh, okay. And Dolphins were the only one to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Maybe the Patriots were 10 and six. I, I don't remember. They were pretty good, but they weren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So uh, that's going to do it for On This Day. And the On This Day segment is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grass Roots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram. They also have a Facebook page. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. And for everybody watching this episode, I got a few pieces here that Thad has created for me. Here's a Tan and J-Man show one that uh, when Josh was in studio, he used to be seen on camera because the, the camera is more of a wide shot, not a tight shot. And here is another one for one of my other podcasts, The Boiler Breakdown, that people can usually see in the background. So, yeah. I mean, he's pretty dang talented. Very, very, very talented. I, I wish I had that skill set. <clears throat> and we'll have to have Thad on sometime or do an interview Absolutely. with him. He can probably tell his story a lot better than I can, but I think he literally just kind of came upon this hobby and got interested in it, and he's, his designs just keep getting better and better. And like I said, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really impressive, and, and give them a – an email at mooneywoodcrafts at gmail.com if you're interested in, in seeing what he can do for you. Yes, sir. Um, so you want to talk some uh, Big Ten hoops? Yeah, I want to get into the Word Association actually Beautiful. before this week. I just want to change it up a little bit. It's got to do with Big Ten hoops. Mm-hmm. So I thought we might as well knock it all out and then we can just freelance uh, Big Ten hoops here. But I listed, and some of these guys have been on our uh, Word Association list before. Mm-hmm. But these are the last 15 Big Ten Coach of the Year winners. Starting with last year's winner, Jawan Howard. Um, hmm. <laughs> Unlikable. Overrated. Um, can't beat Brad Underwood. Um, <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you say there because he is back this week. He is back, and there's a very good possibility that Illinois plays them on uh, pump, Friday. Pump, so. pump the brakes. Don't jinx yeah, anything. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. He can't. He can't. But yeah. Um, I mean, he's so severely overrated. Um, it's ridiculous. He's he's not a good basketball coach. They played better with Phil Martelli at the helm. And they went three and two, but even in their loss against Illinois, they played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Great guard. Um, I think he's going to win it again tomorrow when they. Or oh, he, he should. He should. He should. He should. I mean, they came into the year media ranked them. I think tenth in the big. I think 10. we both had them pretty low. I had them twelfth. Um, but I I did put in there. Uh, let Let me see what I said about him real quick. Um, I said um, Jonathan Davis will have a big sophomore leap, and so I. Uh, you were right about that big time. Jonathan um, Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no idea. He went by Johnny. Um, um, consistent. I mean, Wisconsin just finds a way to get it done. Luckily, they didn't against Nebraska yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, they, um, that was the rare occasion. Very, they don't win a close game. Mm-hmm. They, they'd won 15 straight games that have been decided by uh, two scores or less. Matt Painter, this was the most recent of his four. Um. I think he's the best coach in the Big Ten. Um, I mean, he he just gets guys that fit his system so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you you look at his recruiting classes, and there's not like top fifty guys. I mean, Jaden Ivey was was he like even a top one hundred? 
I think he was top 100, was but like Zach Eady was in 300s. Yeah, and, and Travion, Travion Williams was borderline top 100. Yeah. Um, he just gets guys that fit his system so well, um, and he's ridiculously consistent with I mean, Sasha Stefanovic was barely even a three-star, and he's yep. – yeah, so. he 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 had a good uh, saying in his um, post game Saturday talking about recruiting. He pretty much said he doesn't care about star rankings, doesn't mm-hmm. care about rankings. He he thinks rankings are almost jokeable. He said everybody can tell you who's ranked one to twenty, but then they couldn't tell you who's ranked twenty one yeah. to on. And he exactly. said, and a lot of times, a kid signs with what the media <clears throat> calls a blue butt school, and they move up twenty mm-hmm. spots, yeah. or they sign with somebody else and they drop twenty spots. He said. Why? Yep. <laughs> Why? Makes no sense. Yeah. Yep. So Chris Holtman. Um, more meticulous than a forensics officer. <laughs> okay, John. Yeah. Um, they were kind of a little bit of a disappointment this year, in my opinion. I had them finishing third and they finished sixth. So they were pretty good. Um, he, he, he can recruit real well. Um, mm. I, I think he's a good basketball coach as well. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about them. They're uh, they're limping into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, we'll talk are. about them in a little bit. Richard Patino. Oh man, he won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Um, he's at New Mexico now, and they were real bad this year. Um, nepotism. The only reason why he got hired is because of who his dad is. I mean, he had, I think I think he was at Florida Atlantic or Florida International. I can't remember one of the two. Um, international, he, I think. Yeah, I think it was international. And he, he was there one year, and they were okay. But um, he got hired based off his last name. Had some decent years at Minnesota. I'll give him that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You think his dad will wind up in the Big Ten? Um, he's already said supposedly no to Maryland. I know. Um, I know. But. I, I, Iona's really good. He's a heck of a basketball coach. I It'll be interesting to see if a power conference uh, program will uh, take a chance on him again. Yeah. And and that's why I was asking about Maryland because I know he said yeah. no, but we've seen yeah. that before so many times. I I think he'd be a good fit in Maryland, and I'd absolutely hate it because I think Maryland'd be good again. But Tom Crean, um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets another head coaching job once he's fired from Georgia. I don't um, think he will, at least for a while. And if he does, it's going to have to be a step down. It's not going to mm-hmm. be a Power Five conference, Power Six yeah. conference, I should say. For um. Basketball. He's gotten some talent at Georgia. I mean, they had the number one overall pick, and now NBA superstar Anthony Edwards, and they still didn't win. He um, can recruit, but yeah. And then this year, <clears throat> they've had some issues in the program with guys like coaches <laughs> fighting each other or something like that. And then they've covered it up. You're not um, good. Yeah, and they were arguably the worst power conference team in college basketball this year. Mark Turgeon. I think he'll get a job somewhere. Um, look at maybe. I know he was a candidate for Oklahoma last year. He should have left. <laughs> Look, maybe Kansas State if they move oh, on, yep. if Weber retires, which that's been a rumor for a while that he's going to retire. And Kansas State fans think they're going to make a run at Brad Underwood because it's his alma mater. Um, but I think Josh Whitman will give him a blank check. <laughs> I was going to say, Kansas uh, State's going to have to write a humongous check yeah, to even have a chance, I would think. Yeah, the buyout's huge. And then you're just going to have to pay out of the wazoo. And – I mean, I don't think Underwood would leave a team that's been the best team in the Big Ten the past three years. So um, I don't really want to talk about Kansas State anymore because I'm starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I I think Turgeon will get a job. Um, his team's 
were usually pretty good. They it seems like they underachieved a lot though. Yeah. Bo Ryan, this was his uh, most recent of four. Um, Bo Ryan, man. Um, he is the reason Wisconsin is good at basketball. They mm-hmm. were trash before he got there. Kind of like Barry Alvarez. They, did, with they did make the final four in 2000 before he got there as an eight mm. or nine seed. Who's their coach then? Uh, look it up. They beat a uh, six seeded Purdue in the lead eight that year. It wasn't Dick Bennett, was it? Um, Tony I'll Bennett's dad. Um, yeah, I mean, he has turned, I mean, he turned Wisconsin into a power and they've, I mean, guards done a pretty good job. He walked into a good situation. He's done a good job of sustaining it. Um, let me see here next Tim miles. Oh man. Um, I think Nebraska is regretting firing him. I mean, he was probably their best basketball coach they've had in 20 years. Um, Though maybe it was Dick Bennett, 96 was it? to 2000, and then Brad Soderberg took over to interim 2000 2001, hmm. then Bo Ryan and Gard. Yeah. Uh, Do Timmy, you know Stan Van Gundy was their coach 94 95. I did know that. I remember seeing that. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's real weird. Um, maybe, maybe Hoiberg, after winning those couple games at the end of the year on the road maybe finally it starts to take off for him but i think nebraska's regretting not keeping 10 miles yeah they're sure a different team right now right now than they were two weeks ago i don't know what's going on absolutely there. yeah a few more here john beeline um man they always talked about Izzo. i mean it was january february Izzo. john beeline was march it wasn't Izzo. his team's got good I mean, they could struggle all year, and the moment middle of February hit, you knew there was going to be a hard time beating them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if uh, he might get a look for, like, Maryland or something. What's what's his age? Oh, man, he's got to be close to – He's getting up there. I mean – High 60s, yeah. 70 maybe. Yeah. Uh, he did not do well in Cleveland. He did not. Sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, most recent of his three – uh, he uh, passed Bob Knight on Unfortunately. Sunday. Yeah. Um, well, I don't care. I mean, I don't like either of those guys. Don't like so either. I don't know why I just said that. I um, when when you said that, I thought he may he tied him. That was against Purdue mm-hmm. last week, and that's why I said unfortunately. And yeah, I have talk to, talk about read your mind. Talk about limping into the Big Ten tourney, though. I think they've lost eight of their last ten or eight of their yeah. last eleven. Yep. Um, so back to back years they'll get in, but they'll be on that like nine ten seed line. Thad Mata, his most recent of three. He was a heck of a basketball coach. He saved Ohio State basketball after the uh, Jim O'Brien scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's pretty content not being a head coach. Maybe Butler opens up and he takes that, but um, he's assistant. Is he assistant uh, athletic director at Indiana? Or? I don't know his exact role. I did see him. <laughs> At Mac Arena, um, behind the bench. Mm. So yeah, I've seen know. him a couple times on TV, but yeah, yeah. Three more. Ed DeChellis, Penn State. Uh, he went to Navy. Navy. His, his alma mater. His alma mater. Um, he had a few good teams at Penn State. One made the tournament with Taylor Battle and Jamel Cornley and a couple other guys that were pretty good. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about him. Bruce Weber. Bruce, uh, he could not sustain what Bill Self left him. 
I mean, it was evident by the recruiting class they had the year after they went to the national championship or that same year, their best recruit was Chester Frazier, who was a two star out of Baltimore. Chester turned into a pretty good player, but um, seems like they could have done now self came into Chicago and got Sharon Collins and all those guys. But uh, Bruce just didn't have the uh, personality to recruit real well. And um, it showed towards the end of his tenure. Definitely. I when I was young, I always thought he'd be Gene Cage's replacement at Purdue. I think a lot of people did until he took the Illinois job. Lastly, Bill Carmody. Uh, Princeton offense. He uh, Backdoor cuts all day long. Yep. He went to, forget where he went, but they weren't very good. Hol, um, Holy Cross. Yes. He, he's at Holy Cross because he was actually Jake Grandison's head coach when he was at Holy Cross um, before he transferred. But <clears throat> He, yeah, back back door cut you to death. Yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, he got him close many he years was, to get the tournament, but couldn't he was get him there. there a long time too, like yeah, twelve years or something like that. And they couldn't get over the hump, but uh, he he turned them into a respectable program at times. I mean, there were still bad years in between, but yep. That's a good list there, Tana, man. Thanks. And that's the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Key LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and provides criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rhett today to schedule a free consultation at 574 722 2221. Yes, sir. All right. Now we're done with the segments. Big Ten Hoops Talk Time. Yes, sir. Wisconsin thought they had wrapped everything up. Um I mean, I mean they, they technically did um wrap everything up as far as getting a Big Ten title, but then they fell flat Bank on in two their shots face. with 25. Bank in two shots. John Jonathan Davis. Banks in one to go up. Did, did that put him up three? Yeah, I don't know why he shot that ball. There's it's nine seconds shot. left on the shot clock. I don't know yeah. what he was thinking. Then Ivy comes down and hits big three. That after, was after Brad, Brad Davis Davison admits their only free throw they missed. And then Chucky Hepburn supposedly practices that shot all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, don't, I, I don't, don't believe, believe that. that at all. Um, banked her in to win, and they were pretty happy there for a while, thinking, all right, we're going to be the one seed here, and um, we have Nebraska, no problem, no problem. And then uh, Nebraska, without their best player, goes in, and then they lose probably their third best player uh, to a flagrant two, go into Wisconsin and get it done and leave well, the door open for the Illini. And then their guard who was ripping up fouled out with a minute left. Yeah, Verge, so Verge. It was just one hit after another, and, <clears throat> and that flagrant two – I would have called it a flagrant one and left yeah. it at that. He, I've seen worse. Oh, not absolutely. Flagrant two. So yeah. I thought, I thought the refs were trying to do everything they could to get Wisconsin that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, Day, he didn't play the rest of the game, I don't believe. And no, they, they're calling it a sprained right ankle now. Okay, because guard said it wasn't too serious, but who knows? Yeah. He, he might be able to go on a Friday, but um, but I've seen those things linger and mm-hmm. people not be the same. So yeah. Um, but as I said, it left the door open for my, uh, line. I got to wear the sweatshirt and, uh, got down 15 in the first half. And I'm thinking, man, you had a chance to win the big 10 title and you just fall flat on your face. Chipped away, chipped away, went on a huge nine Oh run to make it a six point game at halftime. And then, uh, found a way to win. It was all due to Iowa missing an insane amount of free throws. Uh, best free throw shooting team in the big 10, 76%. 
and they went, I think it was nine for 21 or 10 for 21, something like that. Um, even good free throw shooters were missing him. Keegan Murray's pretty solid. He missed two huge ones. And if he hits both of those, they go take the lead um, with about 15 seconds left. And then his brother, Chris got fouled on a three pointer and he missed all three of them, which you rarely see that happen. Um, and so Illinois found a way to get it done. Um, it was really big and a really cool moment for the program. Cause especially for the seniors, Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams, they showed up when Illinois was arguably at like the darkest days of Illinois basketball. Um, and Brad Underwood even said it after the game. He said, I don't think, I didn't think we were ever going to get out of the Wednesday of the big 10 tournament. Um, and then here we are three years later um, over this, these past three years, they are 47 and 16 against big 10 opponents. They're 29 and six in their last 35 games against big 10 opponents. Um, or there had to be two of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, um, it's probably but, the only team they haven't beaten the big 10 this year. Um, or was there an opponent? Maybe you guys played once and lost once. two. Uh, they only lost five games and two of them were to Purdue and they lost yeah. to Rutgers. Um, did you play them twice? Yep. Blew them okay. out. Um, in December lost to Rutgers. Maryland, you beat them once. Maryland beat them in Illinois. Didn't beat Ohio State. Um, oh. that, that was a one-gamer. Oh. Um, okay. Which, I mean, Illinois was 16-4 and four at home this year and 15-5 and five on the road or something yeah. like that over the past two years. I, I don't know. It was some stat I saw. Um, in, in, in Big Ten games. Um, so I actually felt better about them playing on the road. Uh, but uh, it was it was really – Cool moment for Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams um, and Kofi Coburn. Kofi was honored at senior night last night, which, I mean, he can come back. I don't think he will, but he can. And um, it was just – it was a really long time coming, 17 years. Uh, didn't think it was ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, everybody, it's tough to win a Big Ten title. It is, it is. tough. I mean, it's it takes a lot of talent and a lot of luck, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to find ways to win those close games yeah. and – um, you know, I'm, I'm a little jealous, I would say, uh, and I know my team's won some recently, but I, it, it bugs me with how talented this Purdue team is and they couldn't get a share of it, but they did it to themselves. They lost a lot of close games and, and there was a lot of bad luck in some of those close yeah. games, but they put themselves in those positions. There was a lot of those games they had to lead by a decent amount earlier in the second half in those games and they couldn't put their opponents away. And you mm-hmm. let, especially on the road, you let opponent hang around, crazy things happen. Ron Harper Jr. hits a half quarter. Uh, yeah. Walker hits, he was open, but he hits one at Michigan State after having two points in the second half. And then Wisconsin banks in a three. So, um, I mean, that that stuff, ha- oh, and Indiana, well, Indiana, Purdue still had two shots after Indiana made their three, I guess. But mm. uh but you just, I mean, so they did it to themselves. Um, maybe they'll do something in the Big Ten tournament, but I'm getting scared that this Purdue team reminds me a lot of the team that went 30 and 7 in 2017 and 18 and didn't have anything to show for it. Yeah. Um, they haven't really played that great here no. in the past two weeks or so, mm-hmm. which was kind of my same thing I was saying about Illinois, too, which is crazy to even think about because they went 7 and 3 since the start of February. Um, I just didn't think they were playing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Purdue is very primed to win the entire Big Ten tournament, though. 
Um, they're still, I would say they have, I would say they are right up there as the most talented team in the conference. Yeah. Um, they have I, the most electric guard in the conference. Um, two really good big men. <clears throat> they, I think they're built better to play teams outside the conference. Yeah. That, that could be, and that could help them because, I mean, yeah. you use obviously, and, and you see teams um, in the Big Ten just don't go very far because they're just so used to beating up on right. our Big Ten opponents, and they don't have NBA guys either. And now you look at the Big Ten, there's like five guys that are in like top 30 on mock drafts, which is, hasn't happened in years. Right. Uh, so right. maybe this is the year the Big Ten is poised to uh, make a run. I think Purdue's as good as any of them. Well, I think Purdue's – uh, built to make a run. I think I think Illinois built to make a run. And call me crazy, but if I had to pick another team, I think Iowa, Iowa. built to yep. make a run. Yeah, they played some really good basketball at the end of the year. I think they had won 9 of 11 to end the season. Um, the, Mur- the Murray t- twins are fantastic. Keegan Murray is awesome. Uh, Coleman Hawkins did a really good job against him last night, and he still scored 22 points. Yeah, uh, It's one of those things. Um you get Jordan Bohannon if he's starting to knock in shots again. He only played 14 minutes last night. Um, I think Tony Perkins is going to be a really good guard, too. I think he's only a sophomore. He had a great game last night. Um, the way they're playing and the way they're able to score the ball, um, I would agree with you that Iowa is, has as good of a chance as anyone in the Big Ten to make a run out of Final Four. How many teams it. How many teams do you think the Big Ten gets in? Um. I think Michigan's pretty safe right yeah. now after winning in Ohio State without Hunter Dickinson. Yep. Um, was that yesterday? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Indiana, I think, has to win at least two. I think you're right. Um, of course, if, if they beat Michigan, that's a quad one win. Then beat Illinois, that's a quad one win. They're in. Right. Um, I think eight. Yeah. I think Rutgers gets in. It, it would be crazy if the team that finished fourth in the Big Ten doesn't know. make the tournament. I know, um, but they have some real bad losses early on. They do. Um, I mean, we we have our locks, which are Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, um, Ohio State's a lock, Iowa's a lock, um, Michigan State, I would say, is a lock, and then that leaves Rutgers, Michigan, and Indiana. In Indiana, yeah. So yeah, I I think eight's a good number. Mm-hmm. Um, could could easily see nine. Yeah, I think nines um, would be the max unless some team gets hot and wins the whole Big Ten tournament that we're not expecting. Which that would have to be a – I think Maryland's probably the only team that could make a run, but they got down, I think it was 21-2 to two in the first half against uh, Michigan State yesterday. I but, think Penn, Penn State could make a run maybe, but they I don't know. I don't are, know. <laughs> Penn State is the most frustrating team to play in the Big Ten. At, at least – I mean, Illinois only played them once, but – they held the ball to 25 seconds yep. left in the shot clock every single time mm-hmm. or until five seconds left in the shot clock. They wasted 25 seconds worth of it. And uh, it just, there was zero flow and uh, dictated the pace. I think uh, Shrewsbury is going to do a real good job there. I do too. Yeah. They got cold the last five minutes in Champaign or uh, yeah, Illinois was lost. probably yeah. in trouble. So, they were definitely in trouble. But it was a, it was an interesting weekend in the big 10 to kind of mm-hmm. put a bow on a interesting, weird season. It was um, kind of weird. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of good games, a lot of, or by the score, a lot of, a lot of close games. I mean, Purdue beats Indiana by two. Purdue kept getting up by 10, 12, 13. 
She couldn't put him away. Indiana comes roaring back. It's a five-point lead at one point in the second half. And then Purdue found a way to make just enough plays at the end to get get the win. Um, I thought for sure when Trayvon Williams missed those two, I'm like, Xavier Johnson got the ball. Here we go again. Somebody's yeah. got to hit a buzzer. But thank God for whatever reason, he decided to shoot a half quarter instead of trying to <laughs> take another dribble or two and get a better shot or pass. I don't know what he was thinking. I think he was trying to draw a foul. Um but uh, yeah, he he was he was really good though Saturday. Besides that last play, he's been pretty good here down the stretch too. They just haven't been winning many games. Tried to punk a, a few produced players into uh, doing what Rutgers, uh, the guy with the headband. I can't think of his name right okay. now. But he did. Yeah, he was trying to do that towards <laughs> the, end of the game, grabbing mm-hmm. some wrists and some arms, but it didn't work. Thankfully. Yeah, um, Xavier Johnson's dirty. Yeah, he like, like, he is dirty. I just remember the Illinois game. He was all over Trent Frazier, and Trent Frazier got called for a push-off because yeah. he's like, get off of me, because oh. uh, he was literally hounding him, and refs weren't calling anything. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he tries to get under a guy's skin. Sure. Um, it did the opposite effect to Trent Frazier because he went off for, like, 18 points in the second half against him. But, um, yeah, they um, – Pretty disappointing year for Indiana once again, if if they lose. I would Michigan. say so. I mean, they're not conference. They had a good record, but they didn't really play anybody. Play they lost that multiple overtime loss at Syracuse. And then it started off decent in the Big Ten, and then the last month and a half, it's just been a nosedive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were 16-5 and five, uh, when they played Illinois on February 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw that. And now they're what, 18 and 12? 18 and 12 or 18 and 13, something like that. So, yeah, they've lost seven of their last nine at least. Yeah. So, uh, they they need to uh, win some games in the Big Ten tournament to get in. Yeah. Which, uh, like, like I said, I think at least two. They And and they seemed pretty safe heading into last month, too. And that's just. I think really Lenardi, as of today, has them as his uh, first of the first four out. So, okay. he has them right there on the bubble. Yeah, which, which I think about every bracketologist has had them like in the um, last four in or the first four out. So they're still right there. But, um, and I, I don't think the committee takes into um, account how they're playing at the end of the year. Like they used to with teams. Remember that they, they used to be, what, what have they done the past 10 days or right. something like that? Um, I don't, I think they just look at the resume as a whole, which really the thing that's saving Indiana's resume right now is the home win against, um, Ohio State and home win against Purdue. That's yep, it. You're 100 percent correct. 100 um, percent correct. So their yeah their resume doesn't have a whole lot of beef. <laughs> I did have to chuckle. Uh, the, there was a lot of student section signs, about as m- many as I've seen in a long time in the pay group Saturday. And my favorite one was there was a group of of friends, and they, you know, IU likes to talk about their banners. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they had. Five NIT banners, Jordan 17, 18, <laughs> 19, 21, and then 22. That's funny. I, I, and they skipped 2020 because COVID and, and Indiana mm. would have made it that year. Yep. So I thought that was pretty clever. That's pretty, pretty funny. good. Yeah, I was like, that's good. So uh, um, a lot of NIT chants, a lot of NIT signs. So we'll see. Mm. I mean, they could still make the NCAA tournament. They're going to have the most fans in attendance there, especially on Thursday when they play Michigan. So in Michigan, I think they only played once, and that's when Michigan drilled them. At Assembly yeah. Hall, yeah. which I'm, I'm glad I brought that up because it reminded me there was a stat I saw today. Our good buddy Evan Webb sent it to me, and I was surprised by this. Purdue lost six games. Every team that beat Purdue lost their following game. Huh. It's kind of like both times Purdue beat Illinois, they went on the road, 
lost to Indiana and they uh, got smacked by Michigan. It's like it takes a lot out of you to yep. beat Illinois. It must take teams a lot out of you to beat Purdue too. So. Especially because they're so focused on beating one of the best teams in right. the conference. Right. Um, and, and and then it's like, I mean, Wisconsin had like the Super Bowl hangover in a sense against right. Nebraska. 100%. Uh, so. Yep. Yeah, it's the college basketball has been crazy this year. I think we're going to have a crazy. I think we're going to have some crazy conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have a crazy NCAA tournament. You can't take a night off. Can't. I mean, you've never been able to, but it's even right. ex- exacerbated this year. Um, I mean, you, you have to bring it every single time. Outside of the Big Ten, Duke. Coach K Knight, a team they beat by about 30 at Chapel Hill. Yeah. I mean, that first matchup was one of the most lopsided mm-hmm. games I've ever seen of a Power Six conference. Duke, yeah, Duke was up 13 the next game against them as well, and then they blew it. Um, and, and I mean, my goodness, I mean, that has to feel so good for North Carolina fans. Oh, can get outside of a national championship, that has to be like the best feeling ever. Has to be. And, I mean, ESPN just shoves Coach K down our throat. Um, just this guy is a legend, and he is a legend. We know that. But, like, showing, like, Coach K shook every single one of North Carolina players and coaches' hands. So does every other single coach. That doesn't make him, like, special. Not Jawan Howard. Um, nay, except Jawan. Jawan Howard's the only one that wouldn't know. Um, but, like, I, Co- Coach K, every single time they lose, he, he'd have some excuse or he'd, like, go into the locker room of the opposing yeah. team and tell them how great of a job they did. Yeah. Like that's such a, that just, it irritates me. Yeah. Um, like he, he's just so self-righteous and I was so happy to see all the Duke fans crying and coach K losing his last game. That made I mean, me so happy. Can you imagine spending about five grand on a ticket and then <laughs> seeing all that happen and lose, seeing the loss? Uh, good for them. Yeah. That's uh I wonder if ESPN will still probably give them the same love next year when Shire's at the helm. Oh, absolutely. Probably, maybe not as much because mm-hmm. it'll be different. But There were rumors. I saw this. I read it a few weeks ago that Duke wanted Tommy Amaker to come back, who's at Harvard. He's been uh, there forever. Michigan coach, but Coach K stepped in and said, no, I, I want to name my successor, uh, which, I mean, that happens with yep. legendary coaches that name their successor, but uh, – that kind of gave a Tommy Amaker a raw deal there. Yeah. yeah he's done did. a pretty good job at Harvard, too. Oh, done a really good job. Really good job. So, um, I think you said your dad gave you uh, some uh, questions. Yeah, I have an envelope here that says Big Ten Questions with Princey's Award Season. So I have not looked at got this. It. So let's see, uh, see what we got here. Oh, it was typed. Good, because I was afraid I was, wasn't going to be able to read his handwriting. <laughs> Thought-provoking question. Where mm. would Rutgers be if Michael Young and Miles Johnson stayed with the team? Big Ten champs, question mark? Jacob Young, I think he means. Yeah, um, he must have said his name, his yeah. dad's name. He meant, yeah, Jacob Young. Uh, yeah, Jacob Young's at Oregon and Miles Johnson's at UCLA. UCLA. No. Um. That's a good question, though. Miles um, Johnson was arguably the best defensive big guy in the conference uh, last year, and Jacob Young was super athletic. Uh, they would have been right up there. I I didn't think they'd miss him as much as they did. Yeah, I mean they were they got fourth place without him somehow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah they. Uh, I think and I think that's why I thought they were so disappointing at the start of the year because yeah. you remember Rutgers, what they made what Sweet Sixteen last year. Darn near made the lead eight, or was it just second round and about made a lost? Sweet 
Yeah, lost to Houston, Houston. in a real close yeah. one in and, the round of 32. Okay. Um, and I knew they lost those two guys, but I still thought they were going to be really good to begin, and they just fell flat mm. on their face, and it took they them a while to find their footing. To, they Colgate. lost to Lafayette. And Colgate, right? What Did they lose? It, it, no, it, Colgate beat um, uh, Syracuse. I don't know why I just got that confused. Which, wait, which Colgate's pretty good. I think they're going to be playing for their conference championship. Yeah. I think Lafayette is too, but um, – can't lose, yeah, can't lose yeah. that game at home. Colgate, I think, plays Lehigh. Yeah. I think. I don't. Yeah. Um, next question says: Extra year for COVID. Plenty of twenty-three and twenty-four-year-olds playing that should have been done. How did that impact the season? And what team slash player benefited the most? Illinois with Frazier and Williams, yeah. Rutgers with Geo Baker, Iowa with Bohannon, Wisconsin with Davison, Ohio State with Yun. All these teams in top half of the league. It is without a doubt. Illinois was the one helped more um, by the COVID rule. Trent, Trent Frazier almost didn't come back regardless. Same with DeMonte Williams, and they were able to convince him. Um, Alfonso Plummer got a COVID yep. year. That's the only reason why he's there as well. Um, without a doubt, it's Illinois. Yeah, I would I would agree. I, I I didn't realize some of these guys like Geo Baker and Kyle Young, I forgot about with the COVID year. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if Geo was a COVID year or not. Yeah. Immediate transfer rule, transfer of the year. It would be Plummer of Illinois, Fats Russell of Maryland, Devontae Jones of Michigan, uh, Verge of Nebraska, Cup or Johnson of IU, Battle or or Willis of Minnesota, Walker of Michigan State. Uh, I, I would say Plummer. Um, second leading scorer on the number one seed. Um, the moment their season turned around was when Curbelo got hurt against Kansas State, and Plummer came in and made seven threes in the second half. Um, he's leading the Big Ten in three-point field goal made. Terrible defensively. He, he's he's the reason teams go on runs in the second half yeah. against them. But uh, great shooter. Average yeah. 15 points a game. Hard to argue that. Most improved player in the Big Ten, non-star division, would it would be Murray or Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff, help me out here. Amorui, um, Amorui, yeah, Amori, I think. Amori, uh, Ray Thompson, Patrick McCaffrey, Tyler Wall, Tony Perkins, Zach Eady, or someone else. Um, that's a good one. Eady's really good. Um, I think Tyler Tyler Wall was trashed last year, and he had a really good year. Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, I I'd say Eady though. I will agree with you there. Play of the year was a Ron Harper versus Purdue, Ron Harper versus Indiana, Hepburn versus <laughs> Purdue, Ivy versus Ohio State, or another one that's not on the list. Um, it's got to be Harper. I mean, hitting hitting a half quarter down to a legit buzzer yeah. beater that. Yep. Even with the other close losses Purdue had, if he misses that, Purdue's tied for the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. They get a share of it. So, yeah, yeah and that was. Uh, and that was Purdue's four days of enjoying number one ranking for the first time in school history. Yeah, and yeah. Didn't get back um, to it. For, for me personally, for Illinois, I would say either Frazier's dagger three against Michigan State or DeMonte Williams' tip slam to give him the lead at Northwestern would be for me. Uh, but definitely Harper for the whole Big Ten. Yeah, it, it stinks that two of these are against Purdue, but at least one is for mm. Purdue's favorite against Ohio State. That would be the positive play for me easily. Yeah. 
Uh, best non-conference win was a Wisconsin versus a fully healthy Houston team, which hasn't mm-hmm. been the case most of the season. Ohio State over Duke, Purdue over Villanova, Michigan State over Connecticut. It says very few impressive wins by the conference in the non-conference. Yeah, I wish Illinois would have knocked off Arizona because that would have been yeah. on the list. Um, yeah. I would say it's Ohio State over Duke. Ohio State over Duke. Because they were down decently big in the second half. Mm. I remember turning the game off, thinking it was over. Worst non-conference loss was it Illinois versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Was it uh, Michigan versus University of Central Florida? Rutgers versus Lafayette or Massachusetts? Maryland versus George Mason. Michigan getting blown out versus Arizona and North Carolina. Back to back. Um. It's got to be the Rutgers losses. Yeah. That's the only yeah. reason why Rutgers might not make the tournament. I think they will, but um, that's the only reason why they're even on the bubble. Um, and this is interesting one. Most annoying player, Princey's dirty in eyes of opposing fan bases. Brad Davison, Xavier Johnson, Mason Gillis. Uh, he put Frankie Williams. Uh, <laughs> Demonte super yeah. dirty. Uh, McCaukey. Um, or Connor McCaffrey. Mulcahy. Okay, thank uh, Paul, you. I can. Paul Mulcahy, without a doubt, is my least favorite player in the Big Ten. He's dirty. I mean, he about cost Rutgers that game yeah. against Indiana. He threw a punch. Which, um, but Xavier did pull his arm. Yeah, but but he still throw a punch. Mulcahy's got to keep his head there. Um, Mine's Brad Davison. Like Mine's that. Brad Davison. I don't um, know if I've ever. Yeah, had a. I don't like Davison uh, either. I just went nuts last week. There was a play. One time he and he was smart about it. He knew Zach Eady was behind him. He stops his dribble, puts his butt out right into Eady's knees, makes Eady fall over to foul on Eady. But it's like, what is he supposed to do? You hit the guy in the kneecaps, right. he's gonna fall, especially at seven four. Yep. Uh, I yep. just cannot stand him. Um De- Demonte's underrated though. He gets about two or three flagrant ones a year. And I wouldn't put Mason Gillis. I would put Shasta Stavanovich on there. I wouldn't have put Mason Gillis on there at Purdue, but maybe because he's Purdue's biggest hustler. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why he put him on there. I would have put sure. Sasha because I would think sure, Sasha yeah. gets under the fan opposing fan base's skin more than anybody I else. Can't stand him exactly. Yeah. Uh, those were fantastic questions, there, Biggie. He always does uh, a good job. We have three minutes left, so I think we should just say our Big Ten tournament uh, championship game and winner. Okay. Um, I want to just say Purdue, Illinois, but I'm not going uh, to. Uh-huh. Um, I'm speaking with my heart here. I'm going Purdue, Michigan and, uh, and, Purdue, and, Purdue, and Purdue beats Michigan. That's just my pure heart. I don't. Um, this will be the J man's book of prediction of the week. Um, I think I I do think Illinois loses on Friday. It's it's tough when a team has had a game in the at the court um, sometimes, especially when it's an eleven thirty um, game. I just yep. for whatever reason, regardless of who Illinois plays, I think they lose. Um, I'm going with Iowa on the top part of the bracket, uh, losing to the Boilermakers. I think Purdue gets it done. It's tough to um, beat a team three times though. Yep. It, it it is, but uh, I think Purdue gets it done. And, and you know, it's interesting. Before you do the read, it's interesting. You know, a lot of fans I see, ah, I don't care about the Big Ten tournament. Blah blah blah. I see both sides because some teams like the extra rest. Mm-hmm. Heck, last year Purdue got bounced in the their first game that Friday of the Big Ten tournament, yep. and then looked and so god dang yeah. god dang bad 
against uh, North Texas in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, um, I've seen them lose to Minnesota in 2008, 18-19, uh, and then make the lead eight. So I don't think it matters. And But then you look at it, Illinois spent so much energy winning the Big Ten tournament last True. year, and then they looked terrible against Drexel True. for a half, and yeah. then they get blitzed from the start against Loyola. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah. there's – yeah, there's uh, – benefits and uh but, but it's nice to win that trophy and get that yes game. yeah yeah because it's um, hard only four teams make the final four and only one yep, cuts down yeah, that's at the end yeah. it is extremely hard to do it so you might as well yeah. get something to show for your season absolutely i was just about to say that that was the one good thing about illinois last year as right. well won the big 10 tournament yep. um so we can fall back on that but jayman's book predict of the week brought to you by indiana farm bureau insurance agent travis watching Life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. This episode is also brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hamburger, turn on seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. They have fantastic food, fantastic beer, and they have a beer garden on beautiful Lake Manitow, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Hit you up with the birdie bogey real quick. We might be off TV, so people won't be able to hear it. But there are three active players in the NBA with 25,000 career points. Can you name those three? LeBron James. Yep. Kevin Durant. Yep. Hmm. I've got like three or four guys in my mind <laughs> and I'm trying to think they've all played about the same amount of years. Um, I don't, I don't think this is right, but I'm going with James Harden. Incorrect, man. You were close. Um, Harden's got to be close. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, I forgot. He's still in the league. He's yeah. on the Lakers. Isn't he? God <laughs> dang it. Because I'm thinking, you know, I was like, Curry hadn't played enough yet. Westbrook, I wasn't sure. Harden just got, ah, oh, Carmelo's on the Harden's line. a good guess. Um, Harden's yeah. got to be real close. Dang it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I knew those first two were right. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. So we are back to being tied. Back to being tied. James Harden is at, let's see here. He is at. Ooh, 23,000. That was a good guess. That was a good yeah. guess. All right. At least it wasn't like, yeah, I don't even know. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any outlandish guesses come to mind. So, good, 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 good question. Thanks for watching the Tan and J Man Show. We will be back at it next Monday to do our NCAA tournament bracket preview show. Cannot wait. Have a fantastic week, everybody.